This is Winston with the Creativity Cocktail. Today, I don't know where you are or what you're doing, but you're about to hear of, of a friend that has an unbelievable creative purpose that you, if, if you're not familiar with this, you've never heard of it before. Not only is she creating something beautiful um, for a few, but she's creating something beautiful for the entire covenant of matrimony. And so, <laughs> so I am super excited that um, uh, the dear friend Trishel Williams joins us today. Hello, oh, hello, hi everybody. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you for inviting me. You know, and so everyone who's been following the Creativity Cocktail, by the time this will come out, Trishel, we might be at episode, close to 60 episodes at that point. And oh, awesome. that is so amazing. And I, one of the things that we focus on is having all types of creatives and not just creatives in what people traditionally say, well, you know, you know, artists or writers, but people just creating abundance in the world. And Absolutely. what we are doing is that. So I'll let yeah. you talk a little bit about Wife Talk and the purpose and the mission behind that for us. Absolutely. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me on. It is absolutely an honor and a privilege to be here. Uh, Wife Talk actually was birthed um, out of a desire to be creative wow. and creating something that would help married and engaged people across the nation. I um, got married to my husband very, very fast. We quickly um, knew that we needed support, um, staying happily married, um, and we decided to take a marriage, a 12-week Married for Life course, and we met a huge abundance of awesome and wonderful people that we took this 12-week course with, and um, within, I would say, three years, all those couples were divorced, <laughs> and I was devastated literally uh, devastated and i said for life before what was that I, I, where was that i know i've heard of this yes it is actually a nationwide program that helps um, um and it's typically inside most churches that need marriage marriage support and it's a also program the program was phenomenal like it literally peels back so many layers um and what I realized in that is that um, once you're done with that 12 week, there needs to be further support. And I just kept asking, how can I be that further support? Because while we were all in the course, we were all moving forward, doing what we need to do and creating and developing lasting relationships with each other and within our marriages. That support went away. It went a little haywire and I just thought how and could I be a support and how can I create something that would allow for that to not happen because I really understood that when a marriage breaks up it breaks up a family it breaks up financial success it just it's a legacy of issues that totally devastates a community and a family and so I was like what can I do and I just got really, you know, plugged into listening to God's voice and 
started creating and I didn't know it would turn into what it is today. Yeah, but today we about uh -huh. the ripple effect about marriage that I didn't sometimes people don't understand it. They think it's just about the two people. But you're right. exactly right. It has such a consequence. Wow. It's a huge consequence. It's um one of the number one reasons for um lots of poverty is the you can pull it back if you pull enough layers back um it is the breakdown of the family and so when the family is not together um there's no support to keep the family together there is literally a a devastation that is definitely on the rise and that's what we see um in so many communities so much when you see poverty you can probably trace it back to um, their single parents, their folks that don't have the support system, and there's just so many different things. And so I just kept, you know, being open and willing to create whatever I needed to create in order to be a support system um, in the community. I know it is not easy being and becoming one. I mean, that's the whole point of marriage is becoming one. Yes, that's right. And that I know process. You have like conferences and all, by the way, before you continue, I just want to tell you that when we started this organization, Rising Tides, you were one of those people that I said, well, who's doing something? Who created an organization? So you, you have inspired myself. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So yeah. I know you got conferences all, I see pictures and all these things all over. I know it's right now we're talking in the midst of the pandemic so i know it's a right. little bit of a different world but i know you've had conferences everywhere yes we do we have a yearly um conference every year in december for leaders who are part of our organization we currently have about 60 chapters across the nation um, where we get together um in cities across the nation to help women to um understand that you have a support system when it's hard in marriage it's okay and so we have those leaders come together once a year and then we have another conference where everyone that's a part of the thirty-five thousand member um, organization comes together in march this year of course pandemic all okay. kind of stuff going on we 35, actually get a, 35 35,000 women yes across the nation yeah so we're touching the lives of so many. We get so many awesome, wonderful testimonies of, I was going to divorce and I came across you guys. And this is what we are doing so much better. So we know that the support, um, creating programs and fun activities and um, classes and courses and webinars allows for us to be able to help people see that there is there are options other than divorce when hard times hit. Typically people run from the hard parts of marriage, which is why there's the high divorce rate in our nation. Um, because they're like, well, it's hard, it's difficult. I don't know how to fix it. And if I don't know how to fix it, then must nobody knows how to fix it when that's not necessarily truth. And so we do what we can to have the conferences, we have webinars, we have classes, we have programs to support families and uh, women across the nation to stay married in healthy marriages. That's awesome. I tell you, yeah. um, a lot of times people are asking me things about marriage um, because I, I guess in the scheme of things, I've been married a long time. 
Um, yeah, some years in there. <laughs> <laughs> not nearly as long as like some examples like in my parents' generation, but uh, mm -hmm. and they always are asking for like a quick fix, like if you mm -hmm. two bits of advice one way or the other, it's solved, or you know if you turn the key somewhere, then all of a sudden your marriage is great. Right. And I, my thing, and it's always probably not well received, is that marriage is hard. It is hard. Becoming it's work. Becoming is going to be your, a whole lifelong pursuit. <laughs> yes, it is. It absolutely, it is a pursuit to not only be um, good for your partner, but being able to be good for yourself, learning you. Um, I think many people go into marriage with a very um, jaded thought, either jaded in a good direction or a bad direction. This person is going to answer my this, or I am going to be the answer to someone, something. And we forget that you have two human beings with very intricate, detailed past that come together to become one. And typically, their paradigms, their thought process, their belief systems, even if they believe the same God, their systems of belief would vary in things, food, uh, cleaning, just whatever it is can be vast. And so um, bringing that, those two together is definitely not always an easy process. You know, it, it's so interesting about, because I love the concept and the fact and marriage in general, it's just a beautiful thing on only many levels that you mentioned. It's such a contrast to the world that is telling a lot of us sometimes that it's all about us. Yeah. You hear that a lot where it's like, yes. I got to do me. I got to be yes. me and I got to forget the other person. And I had a chance once to talk to a bunch of young girls. And this was in a kind of in a religious setting. And they asked me a question about this. And they said, so what's what's the thing that you do? And what's the, what's the key for you? And I said, we are um, mutually submissive to each other. Absolutely. And, and what I mean, and it's not submissive in like the, in the, in the, sometimes in the connotation that people say, well, you know, somebody, you know, taking control or hurting someone. It's about the fact that you think about the other person first. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You yeah. put their needs, their heart, um, and at a priority in your life and it makes the difference. So you've got these conferences all over the world. I mean, with the pandemic, uh, hopefully by the time this is um, uh, uploaded, the pandemic will be over. <laughs> right. And even if it's not, even if it's not, even if we're still in, we have literally moved into a space of understanding that we can have a um, webinar, we can have a retreat. We are we are moving literally with technology and the time. And so um, we actually have an event that's coming up. This actually, so this will be old by the time you, we, we do this, but this weekend coming up, we do a webinar once a month and it's typically the first Saturday of every month and um, the members of the, the organization can attend and it's online. So people from all over are ch literally ch chiming in and we're dealing with communication, especially since we are in a pandemic type of situation where everybody's quarantined 
and you have to be inside and normally you got eight to 10 hours, somebody is out of the house and now you are in the house, there's a whole lot more engagement happening. And so we are working um, on creating content that would allow for those that we, um, that entrust us to help them um, to be able to learn how to do what they need to do in order to communicate effectively with each other. How do we have effective communication, which is always a topic of, com of conversation because that's one of the top causes of divorce is that we can't communicate. What is it, irreconcilable differences? It's the ability to communicate and come into an agreement. Um, and so working on that. I think sometimes people think that's easier than it is. And it is not, it it's is so not. There's <laughs> so many skills that are required. And it's not just you talking. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's really understanding, you know, um, it, it's using some of those habits that are out there. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Because communication is not only talking, but it's also listening. And there is an art to speak and engage. And there is also an art to listen and to receive and to hear. And so not hearing from the place of I need to combat but hearing to understand, that is a total different art. Most people are listening so that I can get my point. Okay, that's what you said. I didn't hear anything else. I need to get that one part in and that's it. And so there is an art to both listening and hearing so that you are able to communicate effectively. Yeah, and, you know, and, and I know this is particularly hard and I can say this, it's hard for people of my gender, um, <laughs> primarily because we, a lot of times think that we got the answers for things. Yeah. We're yeah. just like, we're listening so we can solve something. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you're not supposed to listen to solving. Sometimes <laughs> you're just supposed to listen. <laughs> yes, listen just so that they can be heard. Yes. <laughs> God, people are smart. You ain't trying to solve. You ain't going to solve something. Right. <laughs> and I know I've done this many times, and it's just something you just got to learn. And, yeah. and, you know, and especially these days where everyone's just the speed of things is like a thing that we're trying to do. Like, let me move on to my ADHD. We're all got it is I got to move on to the next thing. So can I solve your thing in 30 seconds? And yeah, yeah. In the marriage, you can't solve stuff like that. There's some things you can't, you have to shell, put it on shelves. And um, I always use my husband and I as an example. Um, we've been been married we're rolling into 14 years and I, I say often there have been conversations that have lasted literally five seven eight to ten years that we are walking through because we are learning um, we are learning all that we need to learn not only about each other but about ourselves what is what are the things what are the things that work for me and what are the things that work for him? And how do we blend those things together um, in a fashion that will work for both of us and our union? And that's not always the easiest thing. So it takes time. That's awesome. I would be remiss if I didn't share the fact that I know you are a published author. And I am. You can share with the audience here at the Creativity Cocktail a little bit about that. So um, probably about about four years ago, I um, had started an org, a um, pop, what, what would be called Periscope. It's um, 
Everybody should be kind of familiar with Periscope. It's been around a little bit now um, where I would come on for some time and I would do what we call confessions. And um, I believe the word of God. So um, our organization, Wife Talk, is a Christian ran organization. We believe that we do have the answer to all the ailments of um, marriage because we have the Bible. And so um, we speak God's word over our lives. And so um, I, at the age of about 30, was the first time I grew up in the church. At the, about the age of 30, um, I moved to Atlanta, 30, 31. And my pastor um, would teach us about the importance of speaking God's word over your life to see the fruition of what um, can happen and the, the benefits of it. And so I started to write my own confessions with Bible scriptures. And I would use those and I would go live on Periscope and the community just grew and grew and people were like, oh my gosh, you are doing this. How can we get a copy of what you're doing? And I had literally um, my Evernote notebook online with all of these confessions. You're an Evernote user like myself. Oh, wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> I couldn't live without my Evernote, there's no doubt. Right. My Evernote, I mean, oh my goodness. And I would just type and someone says, could you please allow us to have a copy of that? And so I would start sending them, you know, uh, messages and stuff and emails. With, and I said, okay, let's just, you know, let's do it differently. Let me just do, you know, a little something in a pamphlet or something. And a friend of mine said, right a book and I was just like what and so I decided to go ahead and put a book together and so we have volume one and volume two it's um, um I believe if I turn <laughs> and this was my very first book which is a wife's daily prayer confession it's 31 days of powerful life-changing confessions and it just basically, this is the volume one. We have a volume one and a volume two. Um, this one is everything you can think of from forgiveness to finance, to depression, to anger, to all husbands. There's like a whole lot on husbands because it's a wife's, right? right. <laughs> Praying over our husbands, speaking God's word over our husbands. And so we did that one. Um, and then the second one is just the promises of God. Because I would say the promises of God often, and people were like, "Well, what are the promises of God?" I was right. like, "They're in the Bible," right. and they were like, "But where?" And so I did volume two with um, scriptures and the promises of God. And so we're in the process of um, getting volume three together. Um, we're battling. Um, we're thinking about doing something for infertility um, for those who are married who are believing for children, oh, wow. and. Um, uh, one for entrepreneurs. Wow, what, what, what made you think about those two topics? So um, for infertility, um, there were a lot of discussion at the time when I first finished the first volume. Um, I had so many women out of that 35,000 that were believing God for um, children and they were having difficult times getting pregnant and I understood what that was like. My husband and I went through a season where we were, um, we were, you know, going through, are we going to have children? How are we going to do this? Is this going to work for us? We had, um, were pregnant once in our first year of marriage and had a miscarriage. 
Um, and I didn't really, it really wasn't as a big of a deal to me then, but about five or seven years into our marriage, I'm like, okay, well, what's going on? So I, my heart went out to the women who um, were seeking God and wanted to know the word of God concerning having children. And so I started putting a bunch of scriptures and stuff together for them. And I started to give those out just like I did before. And they were like, can you put in a book, please? And so that came out. And as an entrepreneur, we always need to be praying because <laughs> it takes that's time a, and work. That's, those are topics that are so relevant, especially these days. Okay. When you think about entrepreneurship. I am 100% of the opinion that everybody should be an entrepreneur. Absolutely. No matter what they're doing, okay. everyone's okay. got a gift of some kind. Absolutely. And share with the world. You cannot yeah. rely upon as what's been shared. So as of today, we talk, you know, two weeks have gone by and 10 million people are, are, are looking yeah. for work in that short period of time that yeah. they work for some place, you know, it's not the place's fault per se, it's the virus's right. fault. Right. But those people are out. Right. And so I always tell people that even if you work in somewhere, you should be thinking about what your entrepreneurial track should be. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, and, and I learned that the tough way being in transition from whatever um, uh, really decent role at a certain point in my career mm -hmm. and one day say no well you know everybody at a certain level aren't here anymore and mm -hmm. I said well shoot mm -hmm. I've got to think about the future and get, any, and get any younger so you, you those are some really awesome things let me ask you Trishelle you inspire me you inspired the 35,000 members that are part of Wife Tour who inspires you? You know, and I know you'll say God because you're spiritually based. Well, who inspires you in your life? Um, there's quite a few people, and they would probably not be well-known people. I am really inspired. Um, of course, you know, like you said, God. So we won't go there. But I'm really inspired by the everyday person who. Um, takes the leap of faith to say, I am going to go after something that may seem, seem as if it's not obtainable. And they still um, push forward and they go for it and they, um, they, they will fight for the thing that they believe for. Um, and I come across these awesome and wonderful people um, often um, doing white talk. I I am a very much so a people's people person. And I think people are phenomenal. I think it was a great thing when God created us all different. I'm so um, just in awe at the um, tenacity that people have to cultivate whatever it is that, that their life is, um, you know, the dream of. I have a friend who was like, I'm going to create my own, you know, um, you know, marketplace and, and she's doing her own thing. And I was just like, I remember her showing up and she could barely stand before people and talk. And I just was like, you are rocking it out. I've had women who have come to me and they would refuse to get on a Facebook live or do any kind of engagement with people outside of those who are very familiar with them 
and now they are running businesses and doing things. And so those people really inspire me. If I were to think of, you know, big name people or folks who are outside of the norm, um, I would probably, you know, of course, Oprah has always been a, you know, a, a cheerleader for women and for those who go outside of their norm. I absolutely love her. My new, uh, one of my new favorites, which the guy is not as uh, liked as most, but I am, you know, I just absolutely am. Well, who's, uh, that, who's that person again? Say that person. That person is Kanye West. I think oh, it's oh. just, he's a phenomenal, different kind of, I just feel like he's going to, when he's no longer here, they're going to dissect some stuff and find out that he has something else going on. <laughs> and so, so didn't, I, didn't, did you listen to his um, album, his most recent I have, album? I have listened to his most recent album. I think he did an awesome job. I actually um, um, served in church with, um, his the the new choir, the director of his choir, and some oh. of his key people. So I'm I'm very familiar with a lot of what they have going on, and I just I just think it's there is something about being a creative mm -hmm. that you can go from one genre and one thing to create something so great in another area. And there's, I there is no doubt that that man is a genius. Absolutely. He is absolutely I, I, so. I saw something recently about artwork that he did and mm -hmm. it was up for auction or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, this man yeah. is so multifaceted. Yeah, that yeah. creative thing in him, it is just phenomenal. And I, 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 you know, I used to say, I can't wait to meet Oprah. I can't wait. Now I'm like, what do you say is on me, Kanye? I just want to sit out and have a conversation. <laughs> that, is, that is so awesome. Yeah. So, it, so there are people that are listening to us now, and um, I, I feel so honored that there have been people all over the world that's listened to the Creativity Cocktail, and that includes people in Australia and and uh, other and England and Asia and all these different places. And it's going to be even more prevalent in our new world, where we'll be communicating these ways. And I, I feel technology is so such a blessing for all of us. Absolutely. Um, so if someone wanted to contact you or learn more about Wife Talk or Trishelle, mm -hmm. what are some of the ways that they can do that? I, we are on almost all social media platforms under Wife Talk 07. Um, so for Twitter, we're Wife Talk 07. Um, uh, Facebook, we're just Wife Talk Inc., which is the organization. Um, for Instagram, we're just Wife Talk. And if you are attempting to get to us, either via website is wifetalk.org. Um, you can get to me just by my name, Trishelle Williams. And I, um, I'm on social media all day, every day. It's where we live. Um, we engage all day, every day. All of our leaders are present. If for whatever reason you reach out and I'm not available, there is a team that is there to assist at any um, uh, way possible. We are um, literally almost 24 seven. There's always someone on, so you can always reach out to us and someone will re definitely respond within a few hours. That is awesome. So one thing I usually ask at the beginning, you know, and, and we've had such a great conversation that I just love the way it's flowed today. 
when you're ready to create or your mind's thinking about a new creative way of doing something, mm-hmm. what are some tools or ways you get self-prepared? Like you mentioned Evernote as one thing that we have in common. What are some ways that you think about, like, you know, I got this great idea. What happens next? What do you do next when you got that? I am big with getting things written down. So I, um, my, I dream a lot. So in my dream state, um, I see things, I hear things, I'm participating in things. And uh, one of the things, because I am a dreamer, I um, have something that I can write into so I don't lose the thought right after I wake up in the morning, I typically will um, have a conversation. If my husband is not present, I'm having a conversation with my team. You guys, this is what I had a dream about. This is what's going on. What do you think? So I'm, I'm sharing it. I am doing what I can to make it real. Um, and so that's a huge thing for me. Um, yes, I use Evernote a lot. I am also really big on prayer um, and not questioning the, the creativeness that's happening with inside. A lot of times um, when I'm talking to people and they are in their creative flow, they are like, is that really possible? I don't question the possibility. I just make sure I get it out. Wow. Um, either it's in writing, either it's I record it, um, either I'm telling my team members, I'm telling my husband. I don't question it. Um, I just get it out because I need it to become to come alive. Um, mm-hmm. Because if I speak it, it becomes real for me. And so those are basically the things that I do to stay in a creative flow. I, I love, 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 love listening to, um, I guess they call it jazz, uh, coffee music. And so it relaxes me to be able to get everything out. So I do that as well. Jazz, coffee <laughs> music, that's awesome. You know, I, yeah. I get... I get a hard time from my wife because I listen to um, a lot of music from a couple of like new classical guys like Philip Glass and Dustin O'Halloran. And yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, you're playing that Max Richter. And like, you're playing that stuff all the time, but it's, yeah. it's a way that really gets me going. Absolutely. Um, so here's a, here's a question. Uh-huh. Here's a scenario. So I need you to bear with me on this scenario. Okay, I'm listening. So you i'm not in a room it's somebody else in the room and they're meeting you maybe for the first time and they are saying to trishel i am or i was a creative person but this thing that's going on in my life is beating me down i don't know if i can be i should just not be that person or i I don't know where to start and you're turning to this person and you're going to give them your thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. What are some of the bits of advice you would give to that person who's struggling with their creativity? I would absolutely acknowledge how life can and it will make you want to throw in the towel on all things that are important to you. Um, I would make sure that they understand that um, I get it. I understand. I, I, I've been there. I know what it feels like, but I also know what it feels like to come out on the other side. And so I would want to leave them with the thought of to be in, to remember the place where they were, where they were the happiest. Mm-hmm. And whatever that place was, wherever the place was where they were the happiest, to get 
as close to that as possible in thought. If they can get in thought and imagination to that place, it doesn't get rid of whatever life is giving you, but get into the imagination of that thought and allow yourself to sit in there every day for just a couple of minutes and allow it to lead you back into the space. Um, it will guide you where you need to go. Um, our imaginations, um, our past, um, those awesome places, even when they're um, kind of broken because of being shattered from hard stuff, those places can still lead you into back to a creative space because the joy of that thing that was so great for you at one point um, can rise up in just a few minutes and it can do so much greatness. But to get into that space, not really, I, I, I would limit to say, go get a piece of paper and write it all down. No, just allow yourself to pause. Even like if you're on the elevator, and you're going from the bottom floor to the 10th floor, and that 10 floors you're going up, allow your brain, close your eyes and allow your brain to just tap back into that happy place. And it will give you something. It'll fill you inside to you get know, into that space. You know, by the time this comes out, we would have done um, on April 4th, myself and some of the colleagues of our organization are going to be having a, um, a Facebook live event um, and it'll be a broadcast versus just a podcast mm -hmm. and we're talking about three different ways to help someone spark their creativity going through these times where a lot of things can be running through your head and the third one of those tenants and I can say it now because people on April 4th it'll be past April 4th by the time it's right <laughs> um, is is joy yeah. and finding that joy in your life you know, yeah. there's an example that I will share in the in the conversation is that I had a chance recently to go take a walk recently after this, you know, the heaviness of the world that we were living in started, started to really get down or started to come down. And I tell you, Trishel, I started to observe things that I never observed before. Mm -hmm. I started to see things, started to see the trees, started to feel the air, started to feel and look at people's yards in a, in a nosy neighbor kind of way that I never mm -hmm. paid attention to before. Mm -hmm. The streets, the cars, everything have that I had like this heightened awareness that I never paid for or didn't pay much attention to before. Mm -hmm. And you know why? Because our world for a long time was really about us and what we're trying to get to. Absolutely. What's our next task that we're trying to accomplish? Yeah. Yeah. And and this is a really bad time for many people because many people are, you know, sick or, or worse. But for those of us who are not at the moment, we got to like cherish every moment. Every moment. And every moment is a moment to be creative. And that creativity does not mean everyone has to stop and write a novel like mm -hmm. you and I or a play or something. Mm -hmm. That means they got to find that one little thing. Mm -hmm. and, as always, you have been wonderfully inspiring to myself. I thank you. And to our audience. Um, before we depart, and first of all, I, I got to ask you this question. And this question is that we would love to have you join us again. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and the other thing that we'll be doing is by the end of the year, God willing, is that we will be compiling a audiobook 
of all of the people that have been part of our podcast. Awesome. Not, the, not all of, not every single one of our conversations, but really key points that you and you and all the participants have shared. And awesome. we're hoping that you could be part of that. Absolutely. And, and, and obviously we'll let everyone in the world know everything there is about Life Talk. Absolutely. Um, thanks again. Any parting words for the audience that's out there? I would just like to say that love is possible to cover a multitude of issues. And um, Wife Talk is all about learning to love each other, learning to build relationships. And um, if you haven't done so, tell somebody you love them today. Um, call a few people. I challenge you to do so. It will make your world so much better. That's right. That's another tenant I'll be talking about. And that's really about finding you know, we all have people that live on the other side of the country or on the other side of the mm -hmm. world. In this moment of time, it doesn't hurt to make a phone call to them. Absolutely. And when you call them, don't try to recount the past mm -hmm. or whatever happened way back when. Mm -hmm. You know, first things, first words that utter out of your mouth is, I love you. Absolutely. And just let it go from there. Absolutely. Uh, you are so phenomenal. Thank you. The world of the Creativity Cocktail is super excited to have you part of this. Wife Talk is awesome. Um, thank you. Thank you for inspiring me and inspiring so many people. Thanks so much. Have an awesome one. It's been great. And thank you. And all everyone who's out there, uh, the Creativity Cocktail powered by Rising Tides Charity is a platform for us all to help each other find our creative spirit. God has given us all the ability to create something in this world. Our goal is to either turbocharge it or to spark it and give abundance back to other people. So we're super excited that you've joined us today on this podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. If you're look, looking at the video version we have, it's on YouTube, VMO. We want to make sure that you can see us everywhere that you can. And again, we want to thank Trishel Williams, the awesome leader, CEO of Wife Talk, for joining us today on the Creativity Cup. Have a great one.